Okay. Welcome to episode 90 of Kuden. A little scruffy today. For those of you watching live on uh, on video, if you're on podcast, um, just this faceless voice, right? Anyway, so uh, real quick, right? On my journey uh, in this art, I have been introduced, as many of us have, right? Introduced to many lessons, skills, strategies, uh, things that, that most people, including martial arts students and instructors, uh, either never think about, they take for granted, uh, or they don't know what's possible, right? I mean, that's that's one of the reasons for, for learning anything like this, right? But one of those lessons was in how a warrior, right? Not a fighter, not a self-defense practitioner, not a soldier, those kind of things, right? How a warrior thinks, lives, uh, and looks at the world. And it wasn't just like one lesson. It was a whole bunch of these things that have come together, right? But either way, that's the focus of today's episode of Kuden. So we're going to talk more about that uh, when I come back, right? So uh, let's get started. So the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us Concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world. How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kudan Radio, real training for real people in a real world. And again... That's still my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, welcome to Kudan, everyone. Uh, Kudan, right? What is this thing? Uh, I used to have one of my guys a uh, long time ago, uh, Eric White. He's one of my black belts. Uh, he uh, he and I actually started this whole thing, right? It ran up to episode 67, I think, before we took a year and a half off because of life changes and things like that shifting around. But um, Eric was this radio guy. I used to call him the radio god. And uh, so... Uh, Eric came up with this neat little uh, kind of a summation of everything, right? So I, I think I'm going to start using this thing. So we do a little infomercial for Kuden, right? So Kuden, the podcast for self-defense, personal mastery, and modern warrior-based living. How's that sound, right? So uh, this is where we look at uh, basically how I sum up this entire art, whether it's the, the personal combat side or the the – uh, life mastery side, right? This is where we look at creating the life that we individually, right, have always dreamed of living, right? And the skills necessary for protecting that life from anything that might or might even threaten to harm it, right? So today's episode actually comes to us from, this sounds like a commercial now, right? Uh, today's episode comes uh, out of our uh, platinum inner circle, uh, training program that we have for, our, for my long distance guys, uh, like Carl in Perth, Australia or Michael in Michigan. And the guys are all over the place, right? Um, comes out of that and it comes out of our Shinobi Kai program. Uh, that's my, uh, in-house, uh, group of people that, uh, want to learn this stuff the way I did, right? Way back before things started to shift and change and, uh, you know, anyway, so, um, uh, it, um, it it shows up a little bit in what we call our Mastery Leadership Program, which is for folks that just want to get really, really good at self-defense. Um, but, you know, and they're looking to get a black belt in a martial art. Ninjutsu school, right? Could have been anything else. Um, but they haven't made that leap 
to full-on uh, ninjutsu. Here, I'm wringing my hands and stuff, right? Um, so it is... Um, uh, the, the, the Shinobi Kai and the Inner Circle program is really where we do the deep dive into stuff, right? So people can't... They, they, I, I, Sensei doesn't walk on eggshells in those classes, right? I'm not tapering and tempering things based on people's sensitivities and whatnot, which is why there's an application process, right? Uh, if somebody's all weird about it, then... Uh, probably not the program for you. Do this other one. You'll still get tons and tons out of it, um, but you're not going to have to worry about me crossing any personal lines or boundaries that uh, uh, maybe we're not looking at, including um, including this idea of warriorship, right? So, but either way, right? Um, what I want to focus on today is how a warrior's perspective is both different from what we were taught growing up, right? most of us, right, taught by non-warriors, right, uh, but just taught about, you know, about how to engage with the world and 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 get by and get along and, and those kind of things, right? Uh, it, it involves both that, right, and how it's different from that kind of thing, as well as being walking, talking examples of those same lessons, those same things, right? I'll, I'll jump into some of these things, right, um, as we go along, but let me just see who's on. Uh, Julia's on. Hello. How are you? Um, we'll see as other people trickle in, <coughs> excuse me, it's that time of year my asthma starts kicking up or call it whatever you want. Um, just seems like if anybody coughs these days, it's anything but maybe what it, what it's supposed to be. Well, it's not anything, right? It's only one thing. So anyway, uh, I appreciate, um, some of you guys are, uh, not only liking, but sharing things and all that, uh, folks are over on, uh, YouTube listening in, some are on Facebook, uh, some the Twitter has this little function that it does things and, um, it, it doesn't, it gets shared to, I don't know if I'm live on LinkedIn or not. It, it says that I am hmm, interesting. Maybe, um, for those of you on LinkedIn, I have a, uh, whole other podcast that I'm starting here, um, within the next couple of weeks that's, uh, focused on, uh, HR, corporate security and, uh, workplace violence. So, uh, how to keep our people safe and engaged and what kind of training and all that, uh, you know, should really be in place for that kind of thing and, and to get out of the, um, uh, I'm, I'm on CUDA now, so uh, I don't have to worry about uh, corporate sensitivity. So um, that bullshit kind of stuff that goes around that keeps people in danger because, you know, ain't never going to happen to us. Of course, they don't speak that way. They speak in a very eloquent tone, right? But there's still that that cocky, condescending uh, kind of personality type that believes that, you know, if we just throw a couple of, uh, throw enough band-aids at things or ignore it long enough or just pretend, right? We'll just put a policy in place that makes it, you know, zero tolerance, right? You're not going to put up with that kind of stuff. And if you act out, this is what we're going to do to you. Uh, you know, the same thing that 90% of uh, attackers, not just in the workplace violence realm, but most attackers don't care, right? They either don't care because of a blind raging kind of anger thing that's going on and they they're not giving any consideration to punishment afterwards or anything or they're going to pop themselves anyway so what do you got that's it that's the best you got right so there's all this backwards thinking going on and stuff so we're going to be looking at that kind of thing anyway so um out of uh typical fashion for me i have notes that i'm working off of on this one right so um so yeah so uh, coming out of the program, right, in our uh, 
mastery leadership program, which is for, you know, our general folks that want to get to at least first degree black belt. And then by extension, right, Shelby Kai people don't have a choice with this stuff. But uh, coming out of this this program in, in, the, in the curriculum, folks that just don't have like skills and techniques and things like that that they have to learn, you know, general martial arts approach, right? Uh, my folks have to do like uh, book reports. They have to um, research and, and do some study on uh, different topics and, and things like that. And then there's questions that pop up as well as Japanese vocabulary and, and whatnot. Right. So uh, but one of those questions, and I think this is in module four. Right. So it's in uh, one of the black belt prep uh, levels. Right. So in module four, um, this is question. Right. What's the difference between a fighter? a soldier and a warrior, right? And lots of answers come back, right? But this really has to do with perspective, right? For each of these folks, right? And the perspective is what is behind the reason that they fight, right? What, why, why do they fight, right? And uh, I'm not splitting hairs with folks, right? We're, we're looking at things from a kind of a, you know, 30,000 foot view, you know, on, on things. And we can always dive into things. And are there exceptions to the rules? Yeah, of course, right? This is life, right? Life is not black and white. It's not on or off. It's not based on one person's uh, definition of things as opposed to this other thing, right? In, in the states, right? Democrats versus Republicans and, 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 you know, Christians versus Jews or whatever, right? Um, that kind of thinking is just, yeah, that's that's the simplest, most infantile kind of thing. Um, not that, you know, and I also understand it psychologically why people shift into and become uh, members of a group or whatever. But anytime there's a dichotomy involved, um, there's a this or that kind of thing. There's a whole bunch of gray areas and nuances that are being ignored, right? Because it's either this or it's that, right? And really, seriously, that's it? That's what you got? In Mikyo, right, we don't have this dilemma of this or that. Uh, we have what's called a quadlemma, right? Um, four points, right? Because it's difficult to describe the thing that you're looking at. So what we look at it from perspective of, of, um, it's, it's not this, but it's not this either, right? Uh, it's not A, but it's not not A. It's not B, but it's not not be either, right? So you're looking at it from from both a uh, from the positive and the negative, but it's it's not it's not either or, but it's not not that either, right? So again, people people have hard enough time with dilemmas, and here's this quadlemma kind of thing that goes on uh, because of the, the the reality that you can't describe something without describing all the conditions that make it what it is, right? And, and its relationship to other things. But anyway, that's not this, this lesson, right? So anyways, let's get back to this thing, right? What's the difference between a fighter, a, a soldier, and a warrior, okay? And I'm going to mention this again later on, but it goes, it goes to intent, right? Um, typically speaking, right? Again, typically speaking, right? Don't go jumping on me and lighting me on fire and all that kind of crap because you have a different definition. Okay. My podcast, my, my rules, right? Anyway, no, the way we normally look at this thing is based on intent, right? So do all of these uh, roles, right? Do all these characters, do they all fight, right? Fighters fight. Uh, they wouldn't be called a fighter if they didn't, right? Do soldiers fight? Yes, of course, right? 
do warriors fight? Yes, of course, right? And often they have the same freaking skill sets, right? Because there's only so many things you can do to a human body. There's only so many things you can do with a human body. So what gives, right? But this is one of those things where I, I want people to start to understand nuances and, and to really get their head wrapped around things in in a much higher, at a much higher level and with more clarity, right? Uh, we all talk about, you know, this warriorship thing or ninjutsu or martial arts or budo or whatever, but people, they, they throw rocks at it to describe it, but, well, my question is, how is that not this other thing that I can pull forward, right? So here are these things, right? If you look this, look any one of these words up in a thesaurus, you're quite likely to find, you know, at least one, if not both of the other ones, right? So thesaurus, you know, that's that grammar dinosaur kind of thing. Anyway, that's not a grammar. It's a, it's a vocabulary kind of thing. But anyway, um, so generally speaking, right, a fighter fights to win something, right? Um, so, you know, if you, if you think of, well, I don't care if it's MMA fights or boxing or two guys fighting over the, the girl at the, at the, um, or, or two girls fighting over the guy, whatever, at the, uh, you know, the bar on Saturday night or husband and wife fighting over, not that guys typically fight for this or whatever, but, uh, you know, a couple fighting over what the, what the curtains are going to be like in the living room, the new curtains are going to be, right? The idea here is that there is a, there is a common prize that both or how many of are fighting for, right, are, are fighting for, right? Again, Democrats, Republicans are fighting over seats in Congress for influence, right? Uh, uh, religions or whatever, fighting over who's right when it comes to describing God and what God wants and all that, like we humans can actually do that. Um, but there's a book, uh, whatever, I'm not not getting into those kind of things. But the whole idea here is there's a prize, right? Um, even if it's just the drape, the new drapes that are going up in the, in the living room, right? Um, they're both fighting to win. They're fighting to get this thing, to get their way, to get uh, the girl, to get whatever, right? You know, the winner takes the prize, right? So that's most simplest terms. That's what's going on, right? There's, there's two, sometimes more, right? Combatants, but they're fighting for the same things. That's a fight, right? Um, I contrast that in a self-defense uh, perspective where, in a self-defense situation, you've got two or more combatants, but at least one of them didn't choose to be there, doesn't want to be there, right? The mindset is different, right? That's for another uh, another one, or go back to one of the previous uh, podcasts, 89 or so ago, that that I might have covered that. But that's that's the gist, right? The, there's a there's a common prize, right? What about a soldier? Okay, now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into some soldiers could have a warrior mindset, warrior perspective, whatever. But see, when we look at the why they fight as a soldier, they're fighting because somebody told them they had to. Somebody else determined who the enemy was, where the geographic battlefield is, all that kind of stuff, right? It's their job. Okay. Well, and, and we're not getting into a philosophical debate. If somebody enlists or gets drafted, into a military service as a soldier, airman, uh, seaman, you know, they're in the Navy, Marine, whatever, right? Whatever it's called in your country. It is their duty 
to follow orders and to do what needs to be done. So um, it's a job, right? They, they don't choose, right? At least a fighter gets to choose, you know, which prize he's going to fight for, right? The check from the MMA belt or, uh, you know, he's going to do it in a wrestling arena or he's going to whatever, right? It's going to be a trophy. It's going to be a belt. It's going to be, you know, haha, I don't see. Uh, I got the, the color of the drapes, right? You got the material, but I got the color, right? Uh, whatever, whatever it happens to be, the fighter at least chose what contest they were going to be in, right? Soldier, you don't get to choose the enemy. You don't get to choose the time. You know, it's your job. And if you choose to default on that job, then they've got jail or other things waiting for you, depending on the country and the time and the era and all that kind of stuff, right? So there's that, right? What about warriors? Okay. Well, again, right, depending on the time in history and what, you know, what we're overlaying this term warrior on and all that, right, um, warriors could have been soldiers. They could have been a part of a military. You know, if we're talking about samurai, right, chances are they were born into this, this thing, right, this servitude or whatever, right? So, again, not splitting hairs, right? I'm looking at definitions based on lessons that I've been given, things that are found in the scrolls, uh, historical perspective, philosophical reasoning, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, we had this, we just had this thing uh, this uh, past weekend, this Dichomiosai, uh, that actually got cut short because of this huge ice storm that came through. And so uh, we've got a Friday evening and we had a full day on Saturday and there was this whole, I, I covered multiple perspectives, right, on this, this hero protector kind of thing based on different ways of looking at things within uh, the lineages, the, the history of things and, and, you know, all that. Right. And then there was one more that I was going to cover uh, and um, shit. Well, I had to end up canceling things because it was too freaking dangerous for, for people to be out on the roads anyway. So um, maybe we'll do, uh, do that some other time, but anyway, Generally speaking, again, this is generally speaking, right? So don't get your freaking underwear in a, in a knot or whatever, right? So fighters fight because they're, they're, they're one or more combatants. Whoever's involved are all trying to win the same prize, right? Uh, soldiers, they fight because it's their freaking job. It's a responsibility. It's their duty, right? That's what they're getting paid for, okay? They don't get to determine uh, the prize, the, the, the enemy, nothing, right? Um, warriors typically fight for a cause, okay? So they choose who they're going to protect. They choose uh, what morally and ethically and whatever, what they're based on a code, right? A moral and ethical code, um, who and what they're going to fight for, right? Could these words be, you know, used for the, of course, right? But what we're talking about is, is reasoning, right? Um, uh, I, I think it was a, I don't know if it was last week's uh, Kuden. I, I teach so many of these classes. Uh, or if it was for my inner circle guys, we had, we had talked about um, this uh, article that uh, one of my friends and uh, former teachers, Jack Hoban, uh, it was an article that he had written oh God, way back in like 1996, right? Where were some of you in 1996? Anyway, um, uh, this, this idea of I, I don't have a choice about being a warrior. When it comes to being a warrior, I didn't have a choice, right? It was a calling. It was a, you know, a lot of us have a hard time describing what this thing is, but what it really comes down to is um, warriors choose who they'll fight for, who they'll protect, right? 
it's always this protecting those of my choosing, right? So does that mean that a soldier is not? A, no, again, I'm not splitting hairs. What I'm trying to get at is there's different reasons. There's a different mindset. There's a different perspective on not just how I'm going to train or the style or whatever, right? But why? But why? This is important, okay? Um, you're absolutely correct, Julia. Dems and Republicans, ever, politicians in general, supposed to represent the goals of the uh, goals and desires and all that of the voters that put uh, put them in that place, uh, especially in in a system that we're that we're supposed to have, which is a representative republic, not a democracy. Anybody that quotes that we have a democracy, well, we it may have morphed into a democracy, but the Constitution, uh, both of our federal government and of all fifty states. Uh, the, the word democracy doesn't show up. Okay. And while we may use a democratic process for voting, what we were guaranteed by the constitutions was a, was a representative republic. And the voting and, and the way it operates is very different between those two. As a matter of fact, our founding fathers were, were absolutely against a democracy. Because in a democracy, the minority, Congress, can vote themselves a majority of the treasury. It's very, very different. Right? It's conflict of interest. Anyway, not a history lesson, right? I'll jump back off of civics, which maybe people would make different decisions if they didn't get rid of civics uh, class back in the late 70s, right? But then again, it makes it easier to get other agendas across. All right. I apologize. <laughs> I'm still in my, uh, my temporary office here and probably will be for months. So you're going to hear me apologizing whenever the freaking furnace kicks on. Anyway. All right. So. Uh, for those of you listening audio-wise, that's that's what that rumble is behind me. It'll go off in a minute. Anyway, so um, so we've got these three perspectives, right? Um, and so that kind of moves into this thing, that this focus of what I want to uh, take a look at uh, and the promise I made when, in all the little promotional things that went out, right, um, on this idea of warrior perspective and how the way a warrior looks at Things that most of us take for granted, right, is different, okay? Um, uh, I'm just going to give a couple of examples uh, during this episode because we don't, we don't have tons of time to, to go into a bunch of things. But uh, I'm going to take a look at uh, some like love. We'll take a look at respect, those kind of things, right? Um, because, you know, we were taught that things were, this is the way things are, right? But when we're diving into, you know, the scrolls or we're looking at history from a warrior perspective and we bump into certain statements or, or lessons or whatever, right? If the definition we're using for that thing, well, if it doesn't match what's being conveyed, then we end up, end up having a, a misunderstanding, we misunderstand, right? But we move forward as if we do know, but really we're getting way, way, way away from uh, what's what's actually going on, okay? So, uh, I'll like I said, I've got a couple of these things that, that I'll, I'll, I'll use to kind of give you a better idea. But if we're going to be a warrior, again, we need to, we need to be walking, talking examples Right, of the conventional definition, right? Love, respect, those kind of things, right? But we also need to understand that there's this whole other thing 
that's going on from the warrior's perspective, right? So quick, 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 quick examples, right? So let's look at this idea of love, right? We get it that love, you know, and we could break it down because I've talked about this in other in other episodes. We could talk about parents' love for their child, child's love for the parent, all this kind of stuff, right? But generally speaking, love is this this idea of nurturing and acceptance and and you know it involves forgiveness and all kinds of things right there's this this condition where there's this bond that transcends me here and you there and and whatnot right um and so there's a way that that gets displayed and we know it when we see it right and we know most of us know when it's fake love or it's self-serving or whatever, but we're saying, I love you, right? It's kind of like when somebody says, I love you, and it gets pissed off because the other person didn't say it back, right? And, and you can hear it, right? They'll go, did you hear what I said? Right? I, I love you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard you, right? Well, you're supposed to say, I love you too. Why? Okay. If, if you say, I love you, and I say, thank you. That's really great. That's really special. Okay? I appreciate that. Um, the question now becomes, why did you say it? Right? Did you say it because you needed to hear it? Or did you say it because it's a verbal expression of this feeling that you have for this other person? Okay? When I say, I love you, right? I don't need to hear it back. Okay? I appreciate it, but I don't need to hear it. So I won't get upset if you just say thank you. Okay? Um, just like when I give gifts, right? We just went through, you know, Christmas time and all that. Uh, and I didn't get a chance to see my brother and get uh, the gifts that uh, my wife and I had gotten for him and his wife. We didn't get a chance to see them. So uh, he took me out for my birthday today. And so I woke up walking in with this bag and I, you know, Merry Christmas. And he just kind of gave me this look like, uh, you didn't have to do that. Because I, you know, he didn't, he didn't get anything for me or, or my wife. And that's perfectly fine. We don't give gifts and then keep a ledger about like now who owes us and who owes it because we got him a gift that was worth this much. The gift you get for me in return better be that much or more, right? That's reciprocity, right? That's different, right? So that comes with a certain level of expectation and it can be used for manipulation, right? But I had to very, very quickly, again, this year, remind my brother, we don't get gifts to get, or we don't give gifts to get gifts, okay? Um, it's a, we, don't, we don't work that way. Right? I mean, I'm married to Mrs. Claus, so trust me, lots of people get gifts. Um, we give gifts because we want to give a gift, right? Um, and, and, and things like that, right? So anyway, um, but it, it can be that kind of a thing, right? People will say, I love you, not because they want to express it. And I'm not saying that they don't, okay? But if, if, if I get upset because I do something but I don't get something in return, that calls my intent into question, okay? So, and things get all convoluted because then, you know, we, we learn growing up, right? Ooh, see, I can say it and it'll spark them because they have to say it back. See, and then, the, then it is authentic, right? I'm not saying that it is or it isn't or whatever, I'm just giving you something else to think about, right? But love is an expression of this feeling uh, towards somebody else and how you hold them in esteem and, and you want the best form and all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, just we get it, right? But from a warrior's perspective, love is expressed in a different way, right? Love is expressed 
through protection and provision and things like that, right? The love of a warrior is expressed through a warrior becoming as powerful as he or she can be so that the chance of an obstacle or, or a problem or a threat or anything like that popping up for somebody that I'm there to protect and me not being able to help with that gets really, really small. And we're not just talking about martial arts skills. We're not talking about just, just skills and moves and, and, you know, I want to be able to handle all these different scenarios. That's still only in one aspect of life, physical protection. What about all these other aspects of life, right? Financial, relationship, parenting, all kinds of things, right? So the love of a warrior is expressed by becoming as powerful and proficient in as many areas as possible where demons and monsters and threats and, and dangers and all that can pop up that we can step in and help with, okay? Um, the love of a warrior is, is more expressed in helping those that they have chosen to protect, right? So there's an overt thing. And I covered this during, during, uh, uh, one of the aspects during, uh, dichomio side. So there is an outward, right? Expression of this in, in that I'm, I'm going to protect you, right? If, if, uh, we have this connection, this bond, um, then I will overtly protect you from whatever physical dangers are coming. Okay. But there is a hidden side. There's an Uda. There's a, there's a, um, maybe not so obvious side, right? Where I'm going to be teaching you how to do it for yourself. Right. So you don't have to rely on me. Right. But a lot of people miss this. They, 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 they let love lead them into, into actions where help becomes doing it for the other person, right? I don't, I don't care if it's the parent who is helping their child with homework, but they're actually doing it for them, right? And then the child starts to use that and now they really can't do it, right? For themselves, right? They, they don't, they didn't get the lessons or they didn't get the ability, right? Um, what the hell, you know, what was all this memorizing list in classes? Like in, in geography, I had to memorize the 50 states and then the capitals of each of the 50 states, right? Well, geography class, it was about that. Uh, but another class, maybe in history, I had to memorize facts from a certain era or a certain military campaign or, or whatever, right? Um, because that fit history or you know, whatever, right? But when it really comes down to it, is it about those lists that I had to memorize? Or is it about the ability to memorize sets of data that I can spit back when I need it, right? Because in mathematics, we had to memorize the times tables from 0 to 12, multiplying to 0 to 12, right? That's so that we don't need a freaking calculator and to do every minute little thing, right? I can, I can call this stuff forward, right? But it also develops that part of the brain that can do that, right? It can memorize, put something into storage, and recall it, okay? Maybe if we were taught that in school, we wouldn't have resented it so much. Or maybe we would have still been a deadhead and gone, what, what am I ever going to know this shit, right? Well, that'll save your life or it'll make your life easier or whatever, right? But you get the idea.
So, um, but by teaching someone how to do something, you know, the whole, if you give someone a fish, you feed them today. If you teach them how to fish, you feed them for a lifetime, that kind of thing. It, it can be extended beyond that, right? Because if we do it for them, then there, we, what we set up is this dependency and then that person is, is either incapable or it's too difficult for them. I mean, it's very, very difficult for them to do things when we're not around. And no matter how much you plan to be around forever, the reality is you won't be around forever, right? And a warrior knows that, right? So a warrior, you know, if it's my children, if it's my spouse, if it's my students, right? Um, I'm not teaching to be honored, right? Or uh, these people come to me in my dojo and I can show off and puff, puff out my chest and, right? And, and be in control of at least this one tiny little, uh, part of the world, but I don't feel in control, you know, in my home, in my, on my, in my job or, you know, whatever, right? Uh, not me. I'm, I'm just speaking from a general term, right? Uh, but we're, we're trying to create other independent warriors, people who can engage in the world with the world to produce the kind of results they want to produce. And at the same time, have a skill set that will keep them in the world so they can continue to do good in the world. I mean, that's just, that's the way it works, right? Um, <clears throat> anyway, so uh, there's this, again, these two different sides, right? Does that mean that a warrior doesn't express love the way we've all been taught about? No, of course not, right? We're actually, you know, striving to be the epitome of that, you know, in, in a walking, talking example of that kind of love. Right. That often has a lot to do with self-sacrifice and doing for others at the expense of myself and, and all those kind of things. Right. But there's this whole other side. Right. To become as powerful as possible in as many realms and aspects as possible so that I can help to the greatest degree possible. I can fight way more dragons than just the guys that come with fists and feet and knives and guns and, and those kind of things. Right. So there's that. Right. Uh, what would you put in here? In school, you are tested to parrot back what they teach you. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I, I, I tell students that are struggling with math, right? Um, find other people that are, that are really good at processing numbers and how to think about numbers and those kind of things, right? They will teach you, uh, something outside the box and they'll be able to, or, you know, learn math in a, in a context that, that is a passion for you, right? My wife considers herself a mathematical moron, right? It, it breaks her down and makes her cry when she has to do math, right? In a school context, right? Let her loose on a shopping spree. Holy shit. She can do discounts. She can do percentages. She can do just all kinds of stuff, right? Um, because it's the context, right? And I've got friends that, that can do it in, in other realms as well, because it's, it's, you know, it's their thing. Some people can do it in game theory and whatever, but they sucked at math in school. But you're absolutely right. In, in school, right, we're back to memorization, right? The only reason that they would have you show your work is because they're testing to make sure that you've learned the formula, right? It's not about solving for problems. It's about memorizing the formula and getting good with the formula so that you can run things through that, right? So you're doing math the same way everybody else is doing math. Okay, weird. Right. But anyway, uh, 
So, uh, and, and if you can find one of those teachers that breaks that mold and, and does things, you know, in a way that allows you to learn while almost simultaneously teaching yourself, right? That's, that's a cool thing, right? Where, you, where you're learning how things work, right? And then coming at it from there. Uh, very different, right? But anyway, right? So that's love, right? And then you have this idea of respect, right? Again, there's lots of other ones. So I'm just kind of borrowing these, right? Um, and this is one of those ones I got directly from Hatsumi Sensei. He was talking about, you know, uh, respect, right? We were all taught this thing in, in the West. It's called the golden rule. And in other places, it's, it has different names, but it's basically the same thing, right? Do unto others or treat others um, the way you want to be treated, okay? But then comes up the question, right? What if I'm an asshole and I don't care how you treat me, okay? So then that the whole system kind of falls apart, right? But we get the general gist, right? Um, respect, right? Uh, treat other people, places, and things as though they're to you. They're as valuable to you as you are to you, right? Okay, well, that gets a little bit closer, but what if I'm depressed and I think I'm shit and whatever, right? So, you see, it leaves doorways open, right? But either way, right, from a, from a general, typical kind of perspective, we get the idea, right, that respect is a sign of recognition of value and treating other people, uh, you know, in, in a kind, in a certain way, whatever, right? But then we bump into lessons in the martial arts world or in the realm of warriorship and whatnot, where what we see is this lesson where a warrior is respectful of all, including his opponent or including the enemy. Well, conventionally, respect is about fairness and treating other people the way you want to be treated. And, well, I don't want to get punched in the face. So now, does that mean I don't punch you in the face if you're trying to kill me or whatever? I mean, it gets kind of weird and convoluted. But you get these people that, that or these egos that are trying to feign or they're trying to convey wisdom without actually going through the process. And so what they do is they end up parroting these cliches, right? Like a warrior respects everyone, including the enemy. Okay, what does that mean? Does that mean that, like, I don't harm him because I don't want to be harmed, right? I don't seek retribution because, uh, you know, I'm supposed to understand that you're having a bad day and that's why you raped my daughter or you attacked my, uh, my best friend or uh, you're trying to tear down, uh, you know, this, this community that we've uh, spent so much time over multiple generations building up and learning from mistakes and making changes and decisions so that everybody could uh, have equal opportunity and all that. But we're supposed to all tear it down because it's, you know, fucked from the start or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, you, hopefully some of you can determine where my boundaries and lines are because warriors do have boundaries. Okay, Don't cross this damn line. If you cross this line, you die. Okay. Don't cross this line. Otherwise you get punched in the face. Don't cross this line. Right. Or you and I cannot relate well without having a very different type of conversation. Right. <clears throat> uh, there's too much of a push these days for everyone to have no boundaries whatsoever. Okay. Which means you get to do whatever the hell you want and I'm supposed to be okay with it. And then I'm can do whatever. Well, that's anarchy and chaos. Okay. Um, that's not how social or societies and cultures and, and whatever, you know, grew because 
it was supposed to be, you know, so that we could all have equal opportunities and chances and all. Did other ones go run a market? Of course, right? But they didn't last very long, right? So anyway, right? So here's this respect thing, right? Well, if if we did anything more than just read the damn uh, uh, the statement or the lesson so we could parrot it back, right? Part of us should be wondering, what the hell, right? I mean, why this guy's trying to kill me, right? Um, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be respectful. Seriously, right? Here's a flower. <laughs> Here's five bucks. Uh, maybe go kill somebody else. Um, no, 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 no. Warrior respect is is a different reflection. Okay, we're using respect in a different way. Right, so we got to be careful with the way that we describe these things. Right. So for a warrior, <clears throat> I respect the attacker, the enemy, the opponent's intent to do me harm, me or somebody that I'm responsible for, right? I respect their intent, and therefore I will position myself and act with that, with that, that intent in mind so that they can't get at me, or it's not easy, okay? It's a different respect, okay? It's still a relationship, right? But it's not, it's not six-year-old respect. It's not the golden rule respect. It's, I respect your intent to do harm. And so therefore, I'm gonna position myself relative to that so that you, so that I have an advantage. I. I or I neutralize your intent and, and things like that, right? It's very different, okay? <clears throat> and that holds true regardless of whether we're dealing with somebody who's coming at me with a sword or a knife or a stick or whatever, or someone else in my life, relationship-wise, family, whatever, right? That, that wants their own way, that is trying to trample through and harm me to get what they want, right? I have a family member that is absolutely freaking neurotic, right? Um, they're an energy sucker, they're a time manipulator or a monopolizer, all these kind of things, right? And so um, I do love them because of the position that I have with them, right? I don't wanna see them harmed and all that, and I would do things to help them and whatnot, but I can't spend a lot of time with them. For my own sanity, I can't spend a lot of time with them, right? So. I position myself and I, I ration my time so that, yes, we can get together. Yes, I can express love while we're there, but I don't have to, uh, I, I don't have to let you run like a, you know, a herd of wild buffalo through my freaking life. It doesn't work that way. Okay. And again, does that get translated by other people as being mean or you know, snobbish or uh, whatever? Yeah, of course. Right. But I'm a warrior, damn it. My, my shoulders are broad, right? My choices are made with an awareness on things and with a broader perspective. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to be manipulated by guilt or shame or all those other things that will, will, um, uh, will get, uh, uh, will cause more harm, right? In my direction. Okay. Jason says, what about respect as in not underestimating the enemy? Yeah, that's the same thing, right? I respect their in, their intent to harm me, right? Um, now, you're, you're, you're bringing some other things together as well, right? Because underestimating the enemy 
is that a lack of respect for their intent to do me harm or is that an inflation of my own confidence in my abilities or my arrogance to believe that because I had these skills, then I'm going to, I think that, you know, I've, I've got this shit no matter what, what they're going to come at me. I'm, I'm, I'm all, there's an assumption that I'm going to win no matter what. Um, see, there's other things that play in that as well. Right. But yeah, part of that with the respect is I respect their intent to do me harm. I respect their skill set. I respect the fact that a human being in a blind rage, right? Uber angry, right? Skill or no skill is a formidable problem. Okay? I learned that as a police officer, right? One of the reasons that you see four police officers or six police officers wrestling down an individual, right? And then, you know, everyone wants to yell police brutality is that somebody that is out of their fucking mind, enraged or committed to do harm, right? Is stronger than anybody can, can imagine, right? Um, my, uh, my wife used to do, uh, uh, nursing assistant kind of things, right? And would get into, into issues where, you know, you had this, this 90 year old woman, but she's barely five feet tall, right? And she's whacked out on this, this, these meds that, that are, are, you know, that have her out of her head or she's, you know, in, in dementia or whatever, right? And she's combative and they are ungodly strong, stronger than they would be, you know, they have all their faculties and compassions working and all that kind of stuff. And they're trying to be strong. It, it's not the same, right? So what ends up happening is you need four cops or six cops or whatever to wrestle this guy down because you couple that with training that sucks, not cops that don't, you don't give a shit about people or whatever. That's rarely the case. What you have is you have this reality of human physiology in a certain state coupled with shit training or assumptions or whatever, and then you end up with this bad thing. So it's the same thing here with this not respecting or underestimating the enemy or whatever, right? There's respect involved, right? Warrior respect that should be there, right? But there also could be arrogance and, and shit like that going on because somebody thinks that, um, you know, I learned all this stuff and I, I can do it this way in the in the dojo. So therefore, I can't be beat. Right. Okay, how many fights you've won. Right. You can be shot from across the street or uh, in, in for those of you in countries where, you know, well, that's why we don't have uh, guns. Well, yeah, but that's why you also have instance with people attacking people with freaking pipes and baseball bats and mowing them down with a truck. Uh, you know, taking out 46 people at a, at a, at a time, which kind of shoots a hole in the theory that, you know, you get rid of guns because all these other weapons, you know, you can't take out that many people at one time if, uh, if you don't have a gun. Really? Last year alone, how many incidents, or in the past two years, how many incidents where people drove vehicles into, uh, into crowds of people, you know, crowds or groups, you know, that were just out, right? Or they were walking across the bridge or whatever, right? So, <clears throat> And please don't take that to mean that I am pro-gun or anti-gun or whatever, right? It's a tool just like any other tool, or just like any other weapon. Okay? And that's how I see it, right? And if you can give me an advantage or neutralize the advantage that a possible aggressor has, then you know what? I'm all for it because okay? I'm a warrior, okay? And that's where it is. That's where it lies, okay? Um, all right, so... There's this love, there's this respect, right? But the whole idea here is 
this idea of warriorship goes goes way beyond moves, right? Cool moves and that kind of stuff, right? Uh, it goes beyond fight skills, right? Um, it goes to this. It goes to that 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 question that I posed with the fighter, soldier, warrior kind of thing, right? It goes to the question of why, right? This this uh, this lesson, right? This was a gift from my teachers, right? It's why you need a teacher, right? It's why you need a teacher who understands more than moves, right? More than techniques, more than, you know, the kata on the scrolls and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, it's it's this, this teacher that we're talking about, right? It's someone who can teach you to not only stand up for yourself, but to stand up for something greater than yourself, right? On the mandala, the wind realm, the realm of the warrior is about self-sacrifice, right? It's about fighting for something greater than yourself, not self-serving things, okay? Um, EMS people, uh, firefighters, uh, ambulance, paramedics, nurses, doctors, whatever. Sometimes they get paid, sometimes they don't. But the, the fact remains that they're willing to get in there and get their hands bloody and, and or, you know, duck bullets or even give their lives uh, for some, for people they don't even know, right? Because it's the ideal. It's the, it's, there's this draw, right? That's the realm of the warrior, right? So do we have to be, warriors as in like we put on a uniform or we're martial warriors. No, no police officers, firefighters, you know, whatever, right? People who are they're, they're they've taken it upon themselves to take on the hardships so that they can protect other people or save other people or so that other people don't have to have that same hardship. Right? It's not limited to that, but they're they, all these characters are in this same realm, right? So, like I said, it's someone who can teach you to not only stand up for yourself, but also uh, to, uh, to, but to, you know, to stand up for something greater than yourself. To not only um, take out the bad guy, but to also uh, create or borrow uh, a moral and ethical code that, that, uh, that dictates when and why you'll act, right? Uh, a lot of people aren't that way, right? They're fighters, and then you know they, their their whole ethos or, or their 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 moral or ethical standing is no, 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 no. That my my brother is being attacked or he's in a fight, right? I have to I have to you know be on his side. My friend, right, is in a fight. I have to take his side, right? That's what you do as a friend or as a as a brother or what? Really? What if they're wrong? Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're my friend or my brother. I... So, so is is that choosing to fight for the right reasons, or is it choosing to fight because of obligation? Hmm. Interesting. During um, during our Saturday session. 
uh, one of my black belts, one of the Shidoshi uh, at the dojo, Shidoshi Whistler, um, did did this exact thing where he's talking about these different roles that we have. And, um, you know, I shared uh, some things and so did he. And what we were really getting at is, yes, you can you can play these different roles and you can do these things. You can have obligations. You can have responsibilities and all that. But they're by choice, not because somebody else imposed them on you or culture imposed them on you or whatever. So a lot of people, they resist those cultural things just altogether instead of and they, they call that choice. But it's still either you're doing it or you don't no, You're not doing it. It's not you can see the value and the problem with both, and then it becomes context. Context, right? It's all context, right? It makes it right and appropriate. My skills, any given skills, financial skills, fairness, uh, conventional respect, warrior respect, uh, you know, cutting a throat, uh, snapping a neck, uh, putting a joint lock on somebody or whatever, right? Context, okay? Context, right? I will never get into a ring to apply these techniques on a fellow human being for money, trophy, belt, prize, okay? Yeah, but what if somebody's holding a gun to your wife's head and you have to do it uh, and win the fight or they'll kill her? I'm going to get in the ring. But it's not to win the prize of the belt, trophy, whatever. It's to protect the person that I've chosen to protect. Just because you change the context and put me in a ring and it looks like a karate fight where I'm going to win a trophy and it's a win-lose kind of paradigm, just because it looks like that doesn't mean that's that I've, I've broken from my moral or ethical reason for fighting. Do you understand? I hope so. I hope so. Anyway, so um, it, it, there's this whole idea about why I'm going to be acting, right? Why I will I will set out, right? And and we're going to go more deep into this idea of of acting because I've I've talked about this in the past, right? Warriors are people of action, right? We make a decision and we act, right? We act for certain reasons. We, you know, today I'm talking about you know the warrior perspective, right? And how that's different right? Than the conventional perspective, but we have to have both. It's kind of like in the, in, in the Tobacco school, right? We have these 18 levels of training, right? From Seishin Teki Kyoyo to Kiaijutsu to Bajutsu, which is horsemanship to all these things, right? We have all the 18 levels, right? So people go, ah, see, ninja have 18 levels of training. No, 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 no. Ninja have 36 levels of training. Because the 18 levels in Nidatsu are all variations or handle problematic areas not covered by the Buge Juhapan, the conventional warriors' 18 levels of training. That, of course, changed over you know different times because of types of weapons or armor or whatever, right? So a ninja has to know the 18 Budo Budo Taijutsu, all that kind of stuff, right? The 18 conventional sets, skill areas, and the ninja skill areas. It's 36, not 18, okay? If you only look at the 18, you're only looking at half, okay? So um, 
there's this, you know, again, right? People of action, right? And we talk about the, we've talked about the morality. We've talked about all these perspectives and things like that, right? But I, next episode, I'm going to be diving into action, okay? Uh, anybody that's ever done any study of Buddhism, right? We have uh, the, the Noble Eightfold Path, right? And it's, you know, uh, right view, right thought, right speech, right action, right effort, right livelihood, that kind of thing, right? So often, again, here's this definition, or here's this word, right, right? But from childhood, right, right, what we were taught was right as opposed to wrong. It's a dichotomy, right? But we're not talking about that, okay? It's not right view, right thought, like we're going to teach you the right way to do it. No, no, no. It's right and appropriate for the context of the situation that you're in. Right speech. Right speech also includes shut the hell up. Don't say anything. Sometimes silence is right speech. Right action. Sometimes not acting is right action. Okay? So I'm going to oversimplify it a little bit. But anyway, in, in, uh, in Mikyo, right, we don't just have right effort. We have the four right efforts, right? So it dives in much more deeply, right? As opposed to something that you can just parrot, okay? Um, same thing. Next episode, I'm going to be looking at the concept, uh, again, of warriors as people of action. But more than that, we're going to be examining the four levels or four types of action, right? And we're going to go from there, okay? Because any of these could be the correct action for any given moment, but if we look at them on a success uh, success track, right, um, we could find ourselves in places that we think we should be we should be doing these things, or we should be waiting, or following certain people's instructions. That you know. It's okay. You know, sometimes you just kind of wait it out or whatever. Really? Okay. Is that right? Is that the right and appropriate action or is that based on my feelings or even worse than that? Is it based on my insecurities and fears? And so I, I can't or won't bring myself to do certain things, but I'm going to justify it. Okay. We'll talk about the difference between that and victim mindset. Okay, or let's use a different word that's stronger. It's more of a punch in the face. Loser mindset. Okay? And it's the reason why a lot of people can't get what they want. Or it's not, is it can't or is it a won't? Right? When I bring people into my dojo and, and, and they're on my team, okay, or they join the Shinobi Kai. Shinobi Kai in my, in my dojo, this, this very hardcore, uh, traditional, uh, when I say traditional, I don't mean it's just all historical. I mean, this is the way I learned it before everything got soft, okay? Um, what I, when I describe the, the, the uh, Shobi Kaidi people, what I say is it's very difficult to get in. It's very easy to get out. But if you get out, you're not coming back, okay? So that's why there's an application process. That's why there's some really hard-hitting questions. And I always tell people, don't answer those damn questions the way you think I want to hear them so I let you in because it'll be very easy to see very quickly. That you lied. Okay. So, because in that program, I'm not walking on eggshells. If there's a topic that I'm going to be covering, whether you're sensitive to it or not, doesn't matter because we're all here to be warriors, right? You need to be to be 
to be tiptoeing around and, and making sure that you feel comfortable, then you're not trying to be a warrior. And if you are, you need to go find somebody else's brand of warriorship. Okay. Not the historical brand of warriorship. All right. So anyway, um, we're going to be looking at these things, um, because action is where it is executing on the plans we've come up with or the intentions that we say we have or the goals that we make for ourselves or whatever. Right. And these days I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of goals, right? I know I've talked about goals a lot in my life, but I'm, I'm really shifting this year. You're going to be talking more about vision and what you envision for yourself in the future and, and the clarity in which you can see it as opposed to goals, right? It's been my experience at this point in my life and I just turned 59, which means this is my 60th year. Um, it's been my experience that people set goals and they have intent in the very beginning, right? They're oh, just ready to go, right? But as soon as the first freaking hardship pops up, goals are out the window. Okay? And then they have lots of reasons for why they couldn't do it as opposed to making it happen. Okay. So, and comfort. I talked about that in a previous episode, right? Comfort is the poison of success, right? People set goals for themselves in a way where that'd be really cool to have. That'd be nice, right? That'd be, oh man, that'd be awesome, man, if I could have that. But you know what? They're comfortable. They're comfortable with the way they are. So if they don't accomplish their goal, no harm, no foul. Nothing changed, right? What I'm looking for people, what I'm looking for is people that are hungry. I'm looking for people that that the thought of not being able to have those skills and be able to protect those people or you know whatever, right? To not have that, oh, it's just, God, that, no, 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 that can't happen because I would feel like shit, right? Okay, people that, that know they need to have these skills because the thought of shit happening and their significant other or their daughter, their son, whatever, right? Somebody that they're, that they, they feel responsible for protecting and they, screwed around, they trained half-assed, or they didn't train at all, or they passed up on opportunities, right? And then something happens, and they have to look into the anguished eyes of that person because they got hurt, right? Or I'm dying, and my, the last thing I see is this anguished, terrified look on this person's face that I'm not going to be around to protect. Or, or they got hurt or worse. No, 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 no. To, to have that feeling of failing them is worse than any kind of pain or struggle I have to go through in my training. No, that's it. No, that's the unthinkable. That's what I need. So now it's not a goal to earn a black belt. It's not a goal. No, 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 no. The vision is shit happens. I can protect them and Hopefully, we're both still in the world, but right? I take responsibility for protecting them because, to me, they deserve to be in the world more than me. And that doesn't make me depressed or I want to die or I think my life is shit or I have no value or what. No, no, no. No. Right? I protect things that I perceive to be grand, like this grand goal. Right. 
It's why warriors have fought for religion. It's why warriors have fought uh, for ideals like, you know, King Arthur's Knights of the Round Table. All that, that's, that's the story. That's the whole, the whole ethos. That, this is stuff that's hardwired, in, hardwired into us. So when we see a story, even a fictional one, that, that encapsulates that, we, we, meet, we can relate. It, it makes sense. Right. So anyway, next, like I said, next episode, uh, we're going to be looking at not just the concept of the warrior as a person of action, but also we're going to, we're going to deep dive into action and look at four levels or four types of action. Right. So that being said, uh, I know a lot of you are following me. A lot of you, uh, you know, have been listening to or binge listening or whatever to, uh, the episodes on Apple podcasts or Stitcher radio or blueberry or, God, there's just a Spotify. There's a ton of these, these podcast platforms where you could have bumped into me. Uh, most of my long distance students, uh, who, who come to me, uh, by the time they've, they've requested the phone call, right? To start talking about things and, and look at training, uh, on a regular basis, right? Uh, most of them say that they have listened to all or most of the could end podcast episodes and they already know that, you know, they just need the details of how to, how to make it happen. But either way, right, um, uh, here's the offer, right? If you're looking to go deeper into this art, right, if you're looking um, at <laughs> uh, if you've watched the movie The Matrix, right, if you're looking to uh, go deeper into this thing, kind of like when Morpheus said, you know, red pill, blue pill, right? Uh, if you take the red pill, I'm going to show you how deep the rabbit hole goes, right? If you're looking uh, to go deeper into your training, right? Um, if you're looking to go deeper into, uh, you know, to, to take the, the proverbial, the, the red pill, right? Uh, let's talk, right? Uh, you shoot me an email at, uh, warrior C, right? W A R R I O R, the letter C. I hope people can spell the damn word warrior, right? Uh, warrior C at warrior dash concepts with an S, warrior dash concepts dash online.com. And in the subject field, put call request, right? Uh, and then, you know, let me know, uh, that you want to do this thing. Uh, no obligation, right? We'll just get on a, get a feel for, you know, what your, what your background is and, and what your goals are and, and, you know, what you've done already. And so we will do a couple of things, right? I'll answer any questions that you have. Uh, we'll take a look at, I'll give you a couple of, uh, suggestions for next steps with your current training, right? I'm going to assume that you're actually going to can do it, but I'll give you some next steps, right? And then if you're interested, right, we can uh, talk about the program and, and see if there's something that's a, that's a good fit. Uh, and if now's a good time to get started. And if it is great. And if it isn't no harm, no foul, you will have just gotten some free lessons and, um, you know, hopefully you can take your, your, uh, training to the next level. Right. So, um, uh, if you're a member of the school, if you're one of my local people, um, and, uh, you're still in like the basic program, you're still in the mastery leadership program, and you want to explore or get some more information about this Shinobi Kai program, then uh, see me in class, right? We'll talk about it then, right? But either way, um, what I'm going to do at the moment, I'm, I'm going to take a couple extra minutes this time because uh, we're not like an hour and a half or two hours in. Just a couple of minutes. Uh, if anybody has any questions about anything I covered or uh, any questions about your training that you want to pop out now, let's do this. I will take... Um, four or five, uh, I might only limit it to three if somebody asks something that's really deep, but, um, let's, let's call it three to five questions. Uh, if anybody has anything, now'd be the time to ask. And, um, the, t the clock starts ticking, right? So, um, 
Any questions? Let me scroll back through the, uh, the chat thing here. I don't see, I don't see where I might have missed any. So, you know what? While I'm waiting for folks to type some things out, uh, or ask or whatever, I'm going to go ahead and jump over onto, uh, Facebook. I'm going to see if, uh, see if anything's popped in. I don't see any questions in, uh, from Facebook or any comments. I think it looks like everybody's in on the YouTube side of things. So, oh, let's see. Bum, 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 bum. <clears throat> For those of you watching the recording of the video, you're looking at me trying to figure out on my phone if anybody sent any questions in or made any comments or whatever, and I don't see any. So um, I must have either been extremely thorough with this or people are really deep in thought or uh, you're signed in, but I put you to sleep. <laughs> oh, not, but, but either way, right? Uh, if you're listening in through uh, one of the podcast uh, platforms, uh, and so this is audio only, uh, of course, you can always send in questions, right? Uh, you send questions to that same email address I just gave you, warriorc at warrior-concepts-online.com. Uh, and, but in the subject field, instead of putting call request, what you'll put in is, uh, like Kuden question, K-U-D-E-N, Kuden podcast question, topic request, anything like that, and then kind of spell it out, right? Uh, and going back to the, the call request, right? In the, in the email that you send me, don't just say, uh, I want to schedule a call, right? Tell me a little bit about yourself, right? What do you do for a living? How old are you? How long you've been training? What kind of uh, other, maybe other arts that you've trained in or whatever? Uh, what are some of your goals? What are you working on? That kind of thing. And then give me a for instance, right? I mean, you know, where where do you feel like you're stuck or what kind of uh, topics, uh, you know, would you like to learn, but maybe you haven't found anybody teaching it or whatever, right? Give me some context. And then also as a part of that, because you're asking for a call request, don't make me do all the damn work, right? So what you're going to also include is a couple of days and times, a couple of days and times, right, that you'd be available for a call that um, could be as long as 45 minutes to an hour, um, but it might be as short as, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, right? But 45 minutes to an hour, that way we have plenty of leeway and all that, right? Um, that way I know what your schedule is like. Please also include your time zone so I can make a conversion, right? Um, uh, so I can look at my schedule. My schedule is extremely full, right? So I can look at my schedule and if you give me a couple of options, then I can probably find something that works. If it doesn't, I'll ask for other ones. Uh, but otherwise then we can, you know, we can arrange for one. I'll send you back a tentative one and then you'll confirm it. If you confirm it, uh, I also need a good phone number that you will be uh, available at when I call. It's just easier if I make the call, uh, because I can do it on my calendar. It's, it's there. Uh, and then we can have this chat, right? Um, and also a heads up, right? If I call, uh, and, uh, you're suddenly not available or you send it right to voicemail or you ignore me or whatever, um, I won't be calling again. So, so this is not a, don't do it if you're not serious. Okay. If you are serious about talking to me, don't waste my damn time. That being said, let me get back to happy me, right? Uh, let's see. Jason says, I'm pondering the difference between natural laws and universal truths. 
Okay. Um, first thought that popped in my head is what's the difference? Okay. Because to me, natural laws are universal truths. Uh, gravity is gravity. You don't have to believe in it for it to actually be happening. Right. So, um, anyway, I'm not sure what just popped in there, but I may have to boot somebody out here. Uh, pretty soon. So, all right. Um, yeah, so, uh, Jason, how about if you do this? Uh, jot down some of your thoughts and email them to me and then maybe we can talk about it that way. Cause I'm not sure where you're, where you're going with it or what you've, you've even come up with. Okay. Um, cause this kind of goes to uh, a discussion that I've had in the past with students about the difference between beliefs, facts, and truths. And again, you want to look at and see, see, Julia just popped in the truths are not universal. And, um, based on the way I define things, um, um, well, very quickly, what I would say is that, uh, beliefs are things that you hold about something that you don't have, uh, evidence about or like a hard, solid kind of facts about, but you need to navigate certain areas of your life. Okay. Like I could meet somebody for the first time and believe that they're a, a decent person, right? Because I don't have any facts to the contrary. So I'm going to continue to engage with that person based on that until I get more solid kind of things that either confirm uh, my openness to that or uh, they start showing me that there's a very different person behind the facade that they led with, right? So that's a belief, right? I don't have contrary uh, evidence, so I, I and I need to operate on some kind of information or some kind of guidance to get through a certain area. So that's a belief. A fact is um, an agreed upon piece of information that allows me to navigate my world, right? Uh, but there could be opposites, right? There could be other things, but they allow me to navigate my world. For instance, um, I live in Pennsylvania in the United States, so we're in the Eastern time zone, right? So what I'm going to call my friend or one of my students in California, right? There's a three hour time difference. They're in the Pacific time zone. So when I say, um, you know, we're going to talk on Wednesday at 2 p.m., we need to, we need to be very clear about which time zone, right? Wednesday, right? The days of the week, the year, the, the this Gregorian calendar, that's a construct, right? So we can call those things facts, but they allow us to move around, right? And, and handle things, right? But a truth is something that is, it just is, right? And it can't be, rationally argued, right? Say rationally argued because you can argue anything. I could say that gravity works and somebody could say, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make them right. It just, they could argue it, right? So um, to me, again, based on my way of defining these things, a truth is something that is, it, it is, it's what is, right? Um, let me hold up something here, right? Um, this is this. Okay. Again, if you're on the, on the, if you're on an audio podcast or whatever, you can't see that I'm holding up. Again, I'm going to use conventional language. I'm going to use, um, terms that move this into the fact realm, right? Moves it into the, into the material realm, right? The, the left brain world of, of, uh, conventional truth. Okay. 
because there's conventional truth, there's universal truth, and there's personal truth, and that jumps into a whole realm of of, of uh, mental gymnastics. But anyway, right? I'm holding up a plastic knife, a plastic utensil. It's black, right? It's it's this thing, right? So if I say this is is a black plastic disposable knife, that's in the realm of conventional truth because we've assigned titles to this and we all know what this thing is. Even those of you who are listening on the audio platforms, right? You this picture of what I'm what, what, what I must be holding up is, you know, just popped into your head, right? But there's all kinds of contours and stuff because a certain brand, a certain maker of these things made this and it the handle looks a certain way, the serrations on the blade look a certain way, the thickness and all that kind of stuff, but I could get a different one. I could get a, a plastic uh, disposable utensil, a knife, right? But it could be clear, it could be white, it could be smaller, bigger, whatever, right? Based on the, 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 the maker and all that. But from a universal kind of perspective, when I look at this, if I could separate myself from all the names and form that we've given this thing from a left brain conscious kind of thing, it is just what it is, right? Because um, if you gave this to a, to a two-year-old and they didn't know knife yet, and they didn't know plastic yet, and they didn't know utensil or any of those things, right? In the course of a minute or five, this thing is going to be a hammer, right? They're going to be tapping on things with it, right? It could be a chew toy, right? It could be a scraping device. It could be try to shove it up their nose or whatever, right? Because they're trying to sort it out, right? And so it's going to be a bunch of different things, and it is whatever it is in that context, right? Well, yeah, but it's a, we know it's a knife because we're smart and we're grownups, Really? I, I, I do the same thing at the dojo, uh, and I'll grab, like, a dry erase marker. And I'll go, really? Okay. If my window won't stay up and I slide this thing into place because it's perfect to keep it at a certain gap, guess what? It's not a marker anymore. Okay? It's a window jam. Yeah, but ultimately it's a marker. Not if I'm not using it like a marker. Okay? It could be a rolling pin for Play-Doh for a kid or a kid. Whatever, right? This thing, I could just be using these little ridges and stuff, right? To just press into clay or... Whatever. In which case, it's a it's a template. It's a it's a sculpting tool. It's a okay. So being able to see things and having more neuroelasticity, right, allows us to accomplish more goals and all that. But again, this is just kind of getting into things, and you don't have these have these definitions because Sensei does, right? Just but this is I need to have these so I can I can navigate my world in a much more refined way, because for a lot of people, beliefs. Facts and truths, we're all the same. Same difference, man. I don't, I don't need a lot that psycho bump babble mumbo jumbo. Just that's just a bunch of bullshit, right? If I go to a thesaurus, you know what? I could probably find all three of those in the same freaking category as synonyms for each other, right? Different words that mean the same, but much more fine, right? Okay, just like being able to define love much better. Okay, is the love that you have for your dog the same love that you have for the person you sleep with. A lot of it could be similar, but in other contexts, if you're doing the same things, they have laws against that, right? Take that as humor, take that as whatever it is, but the more, the more we can see the facets, right? Like on a gem, the facets and the different aspects of this one single thing the more potential we have. 
to navigate the world, to engage with the world, to produce better results. We're right back to perspective. There's a warrior perspective on the combat side, and there's also a warrior perspective on the spiritual side. I'm not getting into all that. Anyway, all right, so uh, what else do I have here? Anything else pop in? All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I have not eaten since an early lunch, so uh, before my sugar drops and I get cranky and or delirious or dizzy or <laughs> all those things that you don't need to see, uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. So, again, if you have any questions, comments, uh, topic requests, anything like that, right, uh, send them to warriorc at warriorconceptsonline.com. Uh, Remember the dash, the hyphen, right, the minus sign, whatever you call it, right, uh, in between each of the words. So warrior C, warrior and the letter C, all one string, at warrior-concepts-online.com. And, uh, you know, we'll get it on as a topic, or at the very least, I will, uh, uh, you know, uh, help you out with, with uh, my perspective, which is the best I can do, right? And uh, we'll go with that, right? So uh, Julia says bye-bye to y'all, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign off. So that's it. Uh, I'll talk to you guys hopefully next Monday. As long as I'm still on this side of the grass, everything should be good, right? And no catastrophes befall us. All right, that's it. Be safe, train hard, talk to you soon. Get more of Kudan Radio. Subscribe to your favorite podcasting site or subscribe at ModernNinjaWarrior.com.